Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the second shear on the introduction to Nevi'im Eng Suvim, the learning of Tanakh. So we saw last time, in the first shear, we discussed why we should learn Tanakh, the obligation of a person to learn Nevi'im Eng Suvim, what different lessons and ideas we can pick up from Nevi'im Eng Suvim. Today, Be'ez HaShem, we're going to discuss why exactly it is the case that Nevi'im Eng Suvim has been somewhat neglected, is not necessarily part of the mainstream standard yeshiva learning. Was that done on purpose? Was that done deliberately? When exactly did that happen? Was that, was that a recent phenomenon that Nevi'im Eng Suvim became somewhat neglected? Was that an older phenomena? We're going to see why that's the case and what the response is, why we should be continuing to learn Nevi'im and Ksuvim. And there was somebody who came to Pram Rashiva and he asked him, why don't they learn Nach and Yeshiva? And the Rashiva responded, because we are not for profit organization. So we'll have to see, is that just a joke or is there some sort of truth why in Yeshiva Nevi'im and Ksuvim is not learned? So let's start from the beginning. Seemingly, in the times of Chazal, we would assume that Nevi'im and Ksuvim was learned as part of the regular Seyed Alimut. The Mishnah Perkyavis tells us that that when a person gets, when a person's five years old, that's when they should start learning Nevi'im and the Mishnah says, when they, when they turn 10, that's when we introduce them to the Mishnahites. And the simple reading of the Mishnah, that Mikra is including the Chamisha, Chamisha Torah, and Nevi Minksuvim. So it seems that part of the standard Lima, the times of Chazal, was Nevi Minksuvim. However, this is not necessarily the case. It could be that around the times of Chazal, Nevi Minksuvim was not necessarily studied by everybody. If you take a look at the Gemara in Baba Basra on the Chesam and Alf, the Gemara in Baba Basra is describing different types of Tamidah Chamim. And the Gemara describes there's a Tamil Chachim, there's a Bali Mikra, there's a Tamil Chachim, there's a Bali Mishnah, a Tamil Chachim, there's a Bali Gemara. And there's different types of Tamidah Chamim. There are some Tamidah Chamim who learn Mishnayis, some Tamidah Chamim who are fluent in the Gemara, some are fluent in the Mikra. And if you take a look at the Rashash, who was one of the Achrayim who lived in the early 1800s, he Writes over there, Mashma de Efshashayu Bali Mikra, a Bali Gemara, Veloi Bali Mikra. He describes how it's possible, it seems from the Gemara, that there were certain Tamidechachamim who were fluent in the Mishnais, fluent in the, in the Gemara, but they weren't fluent in Tanakh. And he writes, And he says, this is, this is a proof against those people who say that how could he be a Tamil Chacham? We see nowadays there are people who tell me that they know Shas, they know Paiskim, but they don't know Tanakh. So the Rashash says, here we see in our Gemara that already in the times of Talmud Bavli, this was a concept that a person could be considered a Tamil Chacham even though he wasn't fluent in Avim and Ksuvim. There's another Gemara by Dazar and Afdal, which sounds somewhat li- a little bit like this as well. The Gemara says that one of the Amorim said that Rav Safra was a tremendous Tamil Chacham. And the Gemara describes how the Minim took him and they asked him a question. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the non-Jews took him and asked him a question on Avim and Ksuvim, and he didn't know the answer. So the, the non-Jew said, I, ah, you said he was a big Tamil Chacham. And he responded, that, yeah, I said he was a Tamil Chacham, but I didn't say that he was fluent in Avim and Ksuvim, he was fluent in the Tanakh. And the non-Jews asked him, so why are you fluent in the Tanakh and why is Rav Safra not? So he answered because I respond to the Minim. I have to go fight with the, with the Minim, with the Apikarsim, and that's why the, the Amir said, I am fluent in Tanakh. However, of Safra, who wasn't necessarily involved in discussing with the Apikarsim, he wasn't involved in the discussions, he wasn't fluent in Tanakh. So we see right in the times of the Gemara, it could be that Nach wasn't necessarily part of the standard Limud in order to be considered a Tamil Chach. One of the Achreim, it's for Shlema, a Chassidisha Rav suggested that the Pshan that Gemara is not Kapshutah. Of course, Rav Safra was fluent in Nach, but again, the Pashim Pshan that Gemara is that it was already in the times of the Gemara, not necessarily everybody was fluent with the Chaf Dalit Sifrei Tanakh. It could be that, of course, they, prob- they probably learned it, but it wasn't necessarily their specialty. And if you take a look, the 
Rabbi Yehuda, the son of the Rush, the Rush is one of the prominent Ashkenazi Paiskim, one of the one of the Rishonim that we rely on for many many of our Psakim. So the Rush's son, Rabbi Yehuda, writes in his Tzavotish children. He describes how unfortunately when he was younger, he didn't have the opportunity to learn to be a Mixuvim. And he says that in his town it wasn't normal, it wasn't part of the standard Limud. And he encourages sons, he says, make sure to learn to be a Mixuvim when you're younger, because if you don't learn it when you're younger, you're not going to be able to learn it when you're older. So you see right in the times of Rishonim that it wasn't necessarily learned by all of the Rishonim. And it's interesting if you look a little bit in history, if you study a little bit of history, it seems that in the towns in Ashkenaz, it wasn't as accepted to learn of Yemen Ksuvim. In the towns in, Sof- in Svarad, it was more accepted to learn of Yemen Ksuvim. So even though we saw already that in the times of the Gemara, in the times of Rishon, it wasn't necessarily accepted, or wasn't necessarily part of the standard Limud, there were already, in the times of the Achrayim, the Maral, the Shla, they highly encouraged Hamidim to learn Nevi Meksuvim. The Yisraeli Vishar Shavayda writes that a person should learn Nevi Meksuvim once a year, you should make sure to Chazard every year. So even though it wasn't part of the standard, you still had Tamid Acham encouraging their Tamidim to make sure to learn Nevi Meksuvim. However, there is an important Chassam Seifer in Drashis, in Drashis, which we're going to see, the, the contemporary Paiskin quote, where the Chassam Seifer describes how we totally flipped the way that we learn nowadays. We don't learn like Chazal told us originally that first we should learn Tanakh and then we should learn Mishnah and Gemara. And we'll see later on in the year why that was the case. But you see in the times of Chassam Seifer, he already explained that we shouldn't necessarily learn of Yimim until we're older. Okay, so now we saw that learning of Yimim already in earlier generations wasn't necessarily part of the standard Limud. And now we're going to have to see why, why was that the case? Why would it be that people would be, not necessarily be such strong proponents of learning of Yimim if it's part of Torah, like everything else, what is the danger of learning Nevi'im and Ksuvim? So, we'll take a look. There's a few interesting reasons given, but let's start with the Gemara and Brachas. The Gemara and Brachas on Nafchav Chesim and Bez describes how one of the Tanayim was giving advice to Talmidim, and one of the things that he writes is, Umanu b'neichem you should take, you should remove your children from Higayin. It's a big machlekes Rishonim. What that's referring to? So Rashi over there learns that it's referring to learning Chumash. It's learning Tanakh. And Rashi writes the reason why you should should tell your Talmidim not to learn so much Tanakh is because a person who learns Tanakh he might enjoy it so much he might get pulled after Tanakh and he's not going to learn Gemara. He's not going to learn Shas Paiskim. So that's definitely an interesting reason given not to learn so much Tanakh because we're afraid a person is going to solely focus on the learning of Tanakh and not learn Shas Paiskim. If you take a look at the Meiri, one of the other Rishonim, the Gemara over there in Brachas Tavchav Ches, and in Sanhedrin Adav Tzadivav, he describes that the reason why we can't just learn Tanakh as much as you want, there has to be, you have to learn it with a Rebbe based on this Gemara, and he writes, because, He writes that one of the challenges of learning Tanakh is that a person can learn Pesukim and Tanakh, and if he learns them kipshutai, if he learns them on the simple basic level, they can lead to kfira. They can lead to a person denying the basic tenets of Yiddishkeit. And Sanhedrin, he describes what's he referring to. He writes, he's referring to psukim, which discusses that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a body. There's so many psukim in Tanakh. Describe Hashem sees, Hashem hears, Hashem came down, all of these psukim. So therefore, the Meiri says, when the Gemara says that a person has to be careful when he learns Tanakh, he shouldn't learn Tanakh. What the, what the Gemara means is, is that he should make sure not to let his, uh, the person should make sure not to let his children learn Tanakh by themselves with Without learning with a without learning with a Rebbe, without learning a Pimasiris Chazal. So that's also a very important reason we have to be careful when we learn the Psikum and Tanakh, not to take them Kipshute, we're going to have to make sure we follow the Messiah, follow the Messiah of Chazal, how to interpret the Psukim. So that's another reason we have to be very careful when we learn Tanakh to make sure we're following the Messiah and not to learn any of the Psukim Kenega the Messiah of Chazal. Now another reason 
If you take a look at the Nitziv and Harchiv Dovar and Paraklamid Beis, the Nitziv writes, again, based in our Gemara, that a person has to be careful to learn the Nevi Miksuvim, similar to the Meiri's Pshat, that a person has to make sure when he learns Tanakh, not to chas v'shalom, interpret it in ways that go connected how the Chacham interpret the Gemaras. For example, we're going to have many Gemaras which are going to describe that anybody who says that this person, David, did an Avera is a Taya. Anybody who says Eli did an Avera is a Taya. So when a person learns Tanakh on the simple level, he's going to see that. It sounds like many people did Avera, it's many people did certain things which Chazal told us we can't say, we can't interpret them Kipshutai. So that's why the Nitziv says we have to be careful when a person's learning Tanakh. Again, he has to make sure he's learning Alpida Messira, he's learning with the Rebbe, he's learning with the classical Mepharshim to make sure that he doesn't Chas Vashalom interpret it, Kineged, how Chazal understood it. And he actually offers a very interesting Pshat. He says that we quoted the Medrash yesterday where the Medrish describes how a Talmud Chacham is somebody who is Mekushetes Bechoftal Tzvarim. The Medrash said, just like a Kala, just like a person who's engaged is Mikushetes, that she's adorned with 24, 24 items of jewelry, so to a Talmud Chacham is adorned with the 24 Sifrei Tanakh. Says, the, says in Nitziv, you have to be Medayik of the Medrash. The Medrash said a Kala. It has to be somebody who's married. Says the Nitziv, what's the person married to? What's the Nimshal Tal Talmud Chacham? So explains in Nitziv that the Medrash is telling us in order to learn of Yim Suvim, you have to be a Kala. You have to be engaged to the Torah. You have to be married to the Torah. After a person is married to the Torah, he's committed to Chazal. He's committed to the Messiah of the Torah. He's committed to how Chazal interpreted the Pesukim of Tanakh. That's when he could start learning Tanakh appropriately. So again, the, the, the Nitziv is telling us we have to be very careful when we learn Tanakh because we have to make sure we are going to learn the way that Chazal understood it and not to understand it in any inappropriate fashion. So now we see already a few different reasons given why a person has to be careful not to learn Tanakh. There's another interesting reason which is based on the Chassam Seifer that a few of the contemporary poets can quote Reb Sternbach and his Chuvah Sanhagas quotes it, Sheva Levi, Reb Vosner quotes it. They quote this idea that the Chassam Seifer said that already in the times of, in the 1700s when Chassam Seifer lived, the study of Tanakh was taken up by the Askala movement, it was taken up by the Apikorsim. They took it up to, to use the Pesukim of Tanakh to defend their positions, to defend the ideas that a person could do Averas, to defend the idea, different ideas in Ashkafa. So therefore the Chassam Seifer said we have to be very careful not to learn Tanakh because we don't want to fall into the trap of going after the Askala of going off the derech, chas v'shalom. If you take a look at the Chuvah Svan Hagas in Chilak Beis, Simon Tafen and Zayin, he writes like this, that a person who can learn Tanakh, chas v'shalom, he can go, he can think that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a body, he can think that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a guf, and then he quotes Chassam Seifer and he writes that once the Tanakh was translated into other languages, describes how once Tanakh became accessible to everybody to read, so now people didn't follow the Messiah Chazal anymore. They started interpreting Chazal, they started interpreting Tanakh in all different interesting and strange ways, and that's why they ended up going off the derech. So since the limit of Tanakh was taken up by the Apikorsim and became a big thing by the Apikorsim and that scholar to learn Tanakh, Therefore, the Chassam Seyver said we have to be very careful not to learn Tanakh until we're older, until a person is malumid in the rest of Torah, then he could start learning Tanakh again. So that's another reason, which is very interesting. It's somewhat of an historical context, historical reason why the learning of Tanakh wasn't part of the standard yeshiva rubric because at one point it was taken up by the Askala movement. So therefore, the Chassam Seyver felt we have to be much more careful, we have to be much more reserved in our limud of Nach. However, practically speaking, 
as much as the person has to be very careful, and Rav Ozner quotes the Chsam Sefer, and he says a person does have to be very careful, Rav Ozner does right in a few of his chuvas, he discussed in a few of his chuvas, if you want to take a look inside, in Chelek Ches, Simon Reish Zayin, in another chuva, Chelek Gimel, Simon Kuthmem Daud, he does right, Al writes that as much as this is an important reason, we have to keep this in mind, still, we have to make sure to incorporate Nach in our daily Lima. He says either to learn it every day a little bit or to learn it once a week. So, as much as we saw a few different reasons why we have reservations against just learning Nevi'im and Ksuvim, still a person has to make sure to learn all of them and to learn them properly. Now, this idea of the Chsam Seifer, that the Chsam Seifer is telling us that because it was taken up by the Askar, Movement, we have to be careful not to go after the limit of, of Nach, of limit of Tanach, because we're afraid the person may end up going in that direction. There's an interesting quote in the name of the Briskarov, where the Briskarov said something similar, not necessarily in regards to Tanach, but in regards to a few other things. The Briskarov is quoted as saying that it's very unfortunate that there are certain basic things that are part of Yiddishkeit, very important things, that because other people that we don't, do not necessarily agree with everything that they do, so that's why they lost their primary focus, their primary importance in our Messiah. And he describes, he said, he said he was referring to Mashiach, and because Lubavitch took it up, and he said that Eretz Yisrael, because it's, the Zionists took it up, and he writes that Avas Yisrael, because the more secular took up the importance of Avas Yisrael, but it, the import, what the Briskarov is telling us, that it's unfortunate that just because because the secular people or the other types of people that we do not necessarily agree with took up these ideas, now unfortunately they lost their primary importance in our Messiah. And the idea is that we really have to bring them back into our Messiah, we have to bring them back into our Ashkafa. And I was there when somebody asked my Rebbe of Kalman Epstein Shlita if we should bring back the learning of Nach and Yeshiva, it's something which is very important. And my Rebbe said that, of course, it is something which is very important and every Yeshiva should learn Nivim and Suvim. Although in the times of Chassam Sefer, maybe the Askal woman took it up, but still, nowadays, he felt it was very important. Now, in regards to that specific point, which, which we heard from the Briskarov, there's a very interesting letter that Elio Meir Bloch, Zatzal, the Rosh Hashiva of Tells, wrote. A very interesting letter in regards to this Nakuda. And he writes like this We have lost much by refusing to recognize things which are true because the non religious promote them. In my mind, our views have not found a receptive audience in the broader community, not because our position, which is true, conflicts with theirs, which is false, but because of our opposition to their correct views, such as study of Tanakh, Hebrew, and Eretz Yisrael. The Rashiva tells us, telling us that it's very unfortunate that just because other people who we don't necessarily agree with do certain things and they believe in certain things, so now we throw those things away. And includes Eretz Yisrael, learning Lashon HaKadosh, and learning Tanakh. So again, we have to bring back these, the importance of these things. The limit of Tanakh is so important. It's part of the Torah. And we have to bring it back to our standard limit. So as Hashem, we saw today that the learning of the Mimim writing the times the Gemara wasn't necessarily part of the standard limud. We saw that in the times of Rishonim, it may have been like that as well, in the times of Chsam Seifer. And nowadays as well, we see that there is somewhat of a cautious approach to the learning of Nach. We saw a few different reasons why Nevi'im and Ksuvim can pose a challenge and why we have to be very careful when we learn Nevi'im and Ksuvim. So Be'ez Hashem, we are going to try our best to learn the Nevi'im and Ksuvim together in a way that we will follow the Messiah of Chazal. We will learn based on the Gemaras, based on the Midrashim, based on the Mepharshim, and not to Chas Hashem, interpret Nevi'im and Ksuvim in a way which conflicts with the Messiah of Chazal. So Be'ez Hashem, in the next year we're going to discuss who divide up the Parakim, how it was divided up, and should we be using the Parakim, is there any opposition to using those Parakim? Be'ez Hashem, that will be the discussion in the next year. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.